Erev Tov, everybody. Welcome to another edition of our Thursday night Parashat Shavua class. Tonight is a very, very special night. Zayn Adar, the Hidula of Moshe Rabenu, Alava Shalom, Rabban Shel Kol Israel. No one like Moshe in their history. Tonight we celebrate his Hidula as well as his birthday. Um, and uh, what a beautiful Parashat to speak about Parashat Terumah, as well as Shabbat Zachor. Rarely does Shabbat Zachor fall on uh, Parashat Terumah, but indeed it is this week. And Moshe is given the command to build the Mishkan. He actually assigns Betzalel to set it up and be the master architect. But indeed, to build the house of God, the first ever house of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Today, I want to take you on a little trip with regards to one of the items, one of the holy items in our, in the Mishkan, which is the Shulchan. The Shulchan is the table that had on display the holy bread, the 24 breads that were there, and um, had a, a lot more significance as we're going to see as we go through tonight's class. So let's look at the Pesukim. The Pasuk says in Perekaf Hei, Pasuk Kaf Gimel, Ve'asita shulchan atse shitim. The shulchan shall be made of wood, shitim wood. Amataim orko ve'amarochbo ve'amamachetzi komato. Two cubits in length, a cubit in width, and a cubit and a half in height. Ve'tipita oto zahav tahor. You shall cover it with pure gold. Ve'asita lo zer zahav saviv. And as well, you shall make for it a golden wreath all around, a crown, so to speak, uh, around the shulchan. Even as well, you should make a frame, one tefach all around. And should again make a golden wreath for its frame all around. Okay, so these are the psukim with regards to the shulchan. And we're going to go nice and deep like we normally do on Thursday night. I hope you're ready. The Gaon Ahida of Chaim Yosef David Azulai, whose Hilula is actually uh, very soon, next week actually, the cites the Rabbeinu Ephraim, one of the Rishonim, regarding the juxtaposition of the Shulchan, the mitzvah to build the Shulchan, and the mitzvah that came prior to that, the mitzvah to build the Aron, which housed the Luchot. There it also said, Ve'asu Aron Atze Shitim. And the juxtaposition, quoting the Chida quotes, is that it is imperative to speak divrei Torah at one's meal. When you're sitting at a table, when you're sitting at a shulchan, and you're having your meal, it is so, so important to speak words of Torah, Torah that is housed in the Aron, and that's why they are connected. In fact, very famous Mishnah that we're going to expand upon a lot tonight, Mishnah in the third parak of Masechet Avot, many of you are familiar with. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai says, Three people that waited at the same table and did not recite words of Torah. is as if they ate the offerings of the dead. Has v'shalom. as the Pasuk says, For all the tables are full of vomit and filth. Without the omnipresent, without the makom hakadosh baruch hu, aval but three people who sit on the table and do recite words of Torah, 
It's as if they ate on the heavenly table, the table of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Blessed is He. Shneimar by Daber Elai Zeasulchan Asher Ifnei Hashem. Pasuk says, He said to me, "This is the table that is before God." So let's enhance this idea brought down by the Rabenu Ephraim that was quoted by the Chida, based on a statement found in the Zohar. You have to understand that brachot blessings. Uh, and all sustenance and parnasah emanate from the shulchan. It emanates from this item in the Mishkan, in the Bet HaMikdash, upon which the Lechem Apanim were placed. And this Beracha then spread to all the tables of Kal Yisrael, says Azor. This was on the condition, however, that they would speak Divrei Torah on the table. And by doing so, they would impart a form of Kedushah to their tables, resembling the Kedushah of the Shulchan in the Bet HaMikdash. A summary of the Zohar in, in, uh, uh, translated, you know, what does it mean? The Shulchan was located in the Mishkan, and it was imbued with a blessing, a Beracha from above, the source of blessing. And from it, all sustenance spread out throughout creation. And the Shulchan cannot be bare for one moment. In the Mishkan and the Bet HaMikdash, it always had to have the Lechem Apanim on it. Because Beracha does not exist in a vacant place. It has to be sitting in a vessel. It has to be sitting in a cleat. So that's why bread has to be on it at all times. Because this will ensure that there will be constant blessing from above. All the tables in the world that are blessed, are blessed on its account. On the account of the Shulchan that is found in the Bet HaMikdash. And that is how a person's table should be uh, should be when he blesses Akadosh Baruch Hu, to ensure that all the Beracha comes down and showered upon him. It cannot appear bare. That's why we laid in our table with delicacies and wonderful food and drink. And as well, words of Divrei Torah, if they're not spoken on the table, it, 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 it is despicable to be on the table. That's what the words of the Zohar says. And not only that, prohibited to recite the Beracha at such a table. This is, in summary, what the Zohar says. Now we have a better understanding of what Rabbeinu Ephraim's message was. The construction of the Shulchan was juxtaposed to the construction of the Aron to emphasize the importance of speaking Divrei Torah at one's table during the meal. In merit of speaking Divrei Torah at one's table, it's now imbued with a Kedushah similar to that of the Kedushah of the Shulchan in the Mishkan. Berachot and sustenance and Parnassah are now transmitted mm-hmm. to one's table. And consequently, it's truly similar. It's akin to dining at the table of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the source of all bounty, the source of all Berachot. Let's try to understand now uh, the understanding, what Rabbi Shimon Baruchai meant in his Mishnah. Three people who ate at the same table and did not speak Divrei Torah, it's Ke'ilu Achelu Mizivchemetim. It's like they ate the offerings of the dead. All the tables are filled with vomit and filth for those people that don't say Divrei Torah. But three people who did eat at this table, it's as if they ate the table of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Three, uh, sorry, three people that did say Divrei Torah are as if they ate at the table of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I want to introduce something to you brought down in the name of the Holy Baal Shem Tov, Zecher Tzadik V'Kadosh Livracha, and um, brought down actually in the, uh, one of the Sefarim on the, on the Haggadah Shel Pesach. He says, he looks at the word, three people that eat on one table and don't recite Tivre Torah, it says, as if they eat from the offerings of the dead. Now, there's no question, it's deplorable that 
they sat at a table and didn't share any words of the Torah. Okay, problem number one. No question. No one's denying that. But his question is, what justifies the punishment? What justifies the description? Why is it considered as if they eaten the offerings of the dead? So look what the Baal Shem Tov says. Unbelievable. Amar Baal Shem Tov. So he quotes the Mishnah. Perus. This is the explanation. The reason is because the deceased, a person who dies, reincarnates into human food. Why so? So that words of Torah will be spoken while it's being served and consumed, and through that, those words of Torah, it spiritually elevates the deceased, who has reincarnated into that food. And we're going to talk, we're going to get deeper into this as we go on into the Shi'ur, why he was reincarnating into the food. But if these people didn't say words of Torah, as who zoveach oto hamet hamegulgal bemachalze, it's as if the deceased now is being sacrificed and tossed down, umashlich oto la domem, thrown to the spiritual level of an inanimate object. That's how low he goes. Vezehu sheamar mizivchemetim, and this is what the explanation of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai is that it's Ke'ilu ate from the offerings of the dead. You had a chance to uplift, to spiritually elevate this person with words of Divrei Torah, but now you're like, you're sacrificing him and you're tossing this Gilgul as it's like an inanimate object, like it's worthless. So, how do we make sense of this? What is happening here? Shlomo HaMelech writes in Kohelet, for the living know that they will die. And the Gemara Masechet Brachot says, what does that mean for the living knows, know that they will die? Elu tzadikim, these are the righteous, who even after their death are called alive. Because they have a, their legacy continues, their zechuyot continue and protect the world. And when Shlomo HaMelech then says, Ve'ametim enam yodim but the, the dead don't know anything. Obviously, they don't know anything. They're dead. So what's the chidush? So the Gemara says, Elu These are referring to the wicked. Who in their lives are called dead. Even when they're alive, they're considered like they're dead. And we find that they're neshamot that are tainted by averot and abonot, sins, were reincarnated into food, into various foods, and regarded as dead. So we can conclude and say that by saying words of Torah on a table, the purpose is to rectify that neshama, is to perform a tikkun, to provide spiritual elevation, like the words of the Baal Shem Tov, for the neshamot of the, of the dead that have reincarnated into the food in order so that they can be considered alive. His wording was mehayeoto, to bring spiritual life to the to 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 the food to the to the neshama to the gilgul, because if divrei Torah are not spoken, and therefore a tikkun is not given, then these neshamot are doomed. 
and now they remain dead within the food. Without any chance of tikkun. And therefore those who consume the food without affording them a tikkun are described as if they ate offerings of the dead. So this is a deep explanation of that, of that Mishnah. Rapinchas Friedman, who we say we speak a lot on Thursday night, our Shi'ur, brings a, a, an amazing explanation regarding this idea of sinners that are being reincarnated into food and our obligation to elevate them out of that by saying Divrei Torah on the table. The Gemaran Masechet Brachot quotes a prophecy that Yechezkel saw in a vision about the third Bet HaMikdash. And the Pasuk says, The Mizbeach was of wood, three cubits high and two cubits. And then he ends with the Pasuk, This is the Shulchan. So the Gemara asks the obvious question. Yechezkel starts his prophecy with talking about the Mizbeach, the, al- the altar. And then it ends with by quoting the table. So what is it? What is he talking about? Is he talking about the Mizbeach? Where, he, where you sacrifice animals? Where you bring the Ketoret? Or is it talking about the Shulchan? That you put the bread? What is it being referred to? So Rabbi Yohanan and Rabbi Eliezer both answer and say so long as the Bet HaMikdash stood, when the Bet HaMikdash was erected around, the Mizbeach was the vehicle to serve atonement, kapara for B'nai Israel. Now, subsequently, a person's table, his Shulchan, is now what brings atonement. This raises the question. If the table is what brings me kapara, is the table like the outer Mizbeach, which is located outside the Hechal? Or was it like the inner Mizbeach, which is inside the Hechal? So for those that aren't aware, again, a topic of this week's parasha, let's speak about the, the Mizbechot, although the, the inner Mizbeach is spoken in next week's parasha. But there were two altars. The outer altar, which was much, uh, much larger than the inner one, was uh, Mizbeach HaNechoshes, made of copper. And it was, that's where all the animals were sacrificed. At a massive, long ramp, you would bring up the animals, and, um, and that's where they would sprinkle the blood, so on and so forth. The Mizbeach HaZahav, the golden Mizbeach, was found inside the Kodesh, inside the Hechal, next to the, um, near the Menorah, the Shulchan. And that's where they brought the Ketoret, the Ketoret HaSamim, which we're going to speak about later. So now, we want to know the following. When we say that the table, the Shulchan, is like the Mizbech, is it like the outer Mizbech or is it like the inner Mizbech? And we're going to see why it matters. Based on a halacha brought down in the Ramah, Shulchan, Ramah and Shulchan Aruch, it seems like it's the outer Mizbech. Look what the Ramah writes. Mitzvah lehaniach al kol Shulchan melach, kodem sheibatza. On every table there should be salt. We all have salt on our tables when we when we say hamotzi and we dip the, the bread into the salt. And there should be salt on the table. Why? Because the shulchan 
is similar to the Mizbeach, the Achilak korban, and the food is like the korban. Just like there's an obligation to have salt in every sacrifice, so too we have to have salt on our table. And that, by the way, is the reason why we, we have salt on our table. Um, because the table resembles the Mizbeach, and one's consumption resembles the Korban. So therefore, it seems to be very explicit that a person's consumption of food on the table resembles a Korban. And this would seem to suggest that a person's table is like the outside Mizbeach, the outer one, the larger one, because that's where the korbanot of animals were brought. So that's what it seems to be from the, the Ramah. In fact, uh, when, uh, when the Chachamim explained why a person's table atones for him like the Mizbeach, they write, when one consumes the meat of an animal for the sake of Hashem, L'Shem Shamaim, the, the tikkun that takes place as a result is greater than as if he brought the animal on the Mizbeach himself. Eating from the animal is greater than bringing the animal on the Mizbeach. If it done, L'Shem Shamayim. So we see, again, that the consumption of food can elevate the animal to a spiritual level, to a spiritual level of man, possessing the capacity of speech. Amazing. So that's one way of looking at it. One possibility that the Shulchan represents the outer Mizbeach comes along the Vilna Gaon and says something unreal. And he says, same Pasuk, Patach ba Mizbeach vesiem ba Shulchan. The, the verse in Yechezkel started with the Mizbeach and ended with the Shulchan and quoted the same thing. When the Bet Amidash was around, it was the Mizbeach, and now we have the Shulchan. Very nice. Look what he says. <clears throat> he says, based on the Pesukim of the Ketoret that we recite every single day, Hashem said to Moshe, take yourself spices. Nataf, Ushchelet, Chelbena, Samim, Ulvona, Zaka. Four spices. Nataf, Shchelet, Chelbena, and Levona. And you shall make the ketoret. You shall make into ketoret a spice blender mixed, pure, and holy. Beautiful. The Torah only lists the ketoret in four spices. That's all. Again, nataf, shchelet, chelbena, samim ulvona, levona. Those are the only four. But we know that our chachamim in the tanura banan that is listed add an additional seven, totaling eleven. 11 spices. And there are 11 spices of the Ketoret that were taught to Moshe Rabbeinu at Sinai. So what does it mean? Why would the Torah only list 4 out of the 11? It must be that the 4 actually specified in the Torah represent the basis for the remaining 7 that are included with them. Look what the Vilna Gaon says on this statement of the Gemara. So long as the Bet Hamidash was around, the Mizbeach atoned for Israel. Now the table atones for him. So we see that the person's table possesses the capacity to atone similar to the ketoret. The ketoret has the ability to atone. How do I know this? From the word shulchan, says the Vilna Gaon. Because the word shulchan, table, is an acronym for the four spices of the ketoret mentioned in the, in the Torah. 
The Shin is the Shehelet, the Lamed is the Levona, the Het is the Chelbona, and the, the Nun is the Nataf. Those four major components, those four major spices are represented each letter of the Shulchan. The four spices enumerated in the Torah, which include the remaining spices of the Ketoret, therefore a person's table provides atonement like the Ketoret, which was brought in the inner Mizbech. The Mizbech has a hav. Not only that, there's another allusion to the word Shulchan in terms of what it means, based on what's written in Shira Shirim. There's a pasuk in Shira Shirim, we recite every Friday night in the sixth Perek. Shlomo HaMelech writes, Mizot HaNishkafa Kemoshachar, Yafa Kalevana, Baraka Chama, Ayuma Kanitgalot. In this pasuk, HaKadosh Baruch Hu praises his people. He praises his people in four ways. Kemoshachar, Shachar is the dawn. Yafa Kalevana, like the moon. Baraka Chama, Chama is the sun. The Nidgalot is like an army with banners. Shachar, Levana, Hama, Nidgalot. First, for, first letter of each word, also Sulhan. So Akadosh Baruch Hu praises Am Yisrael with these four forms of Shebach, symbolized by the word Sulhan. And this alludes to Bnei Israel's tremendous Zechuyot and their merit. They sanctify the table that they dine upon with the Kedushab, the Ketoret, and that's why the Shulchan symbolizes the four primary spices, Shechelet Levona, Chelbona Nataf. So what does it mean? It seems that the Vilna Gaon is teaching us a huge Chidus, that the Pasuk that opened up with the Mizbeach and concludes with the Shulchan conveys a message that in Galut, a person's table provides Kaparam like the Mizbeach. But it's not like the outer Mizbeach. It's the inner Mizbeach where the Ketoret is burned. And that's alluded from the word Shulchan. Is there a way to reconcile the two opinions? On one hand, we brought that statement from the Ramah in Shulchan Aruch that told us we have to have salt on the table because the food is like the Korban. And that seems to imply it's the outer Mizbeach. Maybe we can. The Vilna Gaon is not saying that the table that a person dines upon only resembles the Mizbeach where the Ketoret is burned, but rather man's actual eating. The consumption is likened to the consumption of the outer Mizbeach where the Korbanot were sacrificed, but the table itself is like the inner Mizbeach, like representing by the four, the four letters of, uh, of the four spices of Ketoret. And that's what kind of makes sense in the Ramah. Let's read that, that line in the Ramah again. Ki hashulchan mizbeach. The table itself is similar to the Mizbeach, the Mizbeach HaKetoret, because on the Mizbeach we offer those four spices, Shin, Lamed, Chet, Nun, Ha'achila Kakorban. But the food that is eaten, the consumption is like the Korbanot that is brought on the outside uh, uh, Mizbeach. So we see uh, 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 that maybe we can reconcile the two. In fact, we can add an additional proof that a person's table represents both the outer Mizbeach and the inner Mizbeach at the same time. The Ben Ishchai, um, Rabbi Yosef Chaim Baghdad writes in his Sefer Od Yosef Chai, in the name of the Rashash, of Shalom Sharabi, he says, 
He says, amazing. Gam noda ki bazman she Beit HaMikdash kayam haya lanu shte mizbechot. When the Beit HaMikdash was around, there were two altars, the copper and the gold. Shehu pnimi leakrib ketoret. The one on the inside was brought to ketoret. Vechitzon lakorbanot olot midin musafin. The one on the outside was for all the other sacrifices. Velachen hora lanu Rabbeinu Arashash. And Rabbeinu Arashash teaches us. That every person should be careful to learn at his table during the meal. The Rashash writes that a person should learn the parashah of Ketoret representing the inner Mizbeach and as well the Perek of Ezeu Mekoman the set of Mishnayot that deal with all the Korbanot that are brought on the outside Mizbeach. On the Mizbech HaChitzon to correspond to both Mizbechot. Oh, so far, so good. Let's go one step deeper and see if we can connect everything that we said tonight about the Mizbech, about the Shulchan, and the fact that it can atone. So long as the Bet HaMikdash stood, the Mizbech provided the atonement. But now, a person's table atones for him. What exactly does the table atone for? What sin does it atone for? The Gemar Masechet Yoma, Daf Mem Gimel, Amur Aleph, that speaks about the service of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, writes the following. The Pasuk says, The Kohen Gadol shall atone on his behalf, on behalf of his household, on behalf of all the nation of Israel. The Gemara asks, What is an atonement that comes to him and to his household and to his brothers, the Kohanim, and all of Israel? It must be the burning of the Ketoret. That's what brings the ultimate atonement. So the Gemara says, Wait a second. Uktoret mechaperet? You mean to say that the Ketoret actually affords atonement? The Gemara answers, In! Yes! The Ketoret does provide atonement. What does the Ketoret atone for? Al Lashon Hara. On the sin of Lashon Hara. Famous line, Yavo davar shebahashai vichaper al ma'aseh chashai. Let something that is offered in private, like the ketoret is offered inside their hechal, where nobody sees, come and atone for an act that is committed in private. That of Lashon Hara. So we see clearly when we are taught explicitly that the Ketoret atones for Lashon Hara, which leads us to an amazing conclusion. When, they, when, the, when it says, now, today, without a Bet HaMikdash, a person's table is what atones for him, they mean that it atones for the Lashon Hara. How? How can we embellish this idea that a table atones for Lashon Hara? The Pasuk tells us, you shall not go around gossiping. 
And Rashi says on this pasuk, it was the habit of those who spoke Lashon Hara to do so when? When they're sitting around the table. When they're sitting around eating with each other, that's when the gossip begins. That's when the receiver of Lashon Hara, the listener, is Oved, hearing it from the guy who's speaking it. Gemaran Masechet Yoma says, Hey, Baal Teshuvah. How do I know that a person performed Teshuvah? What is a case of a person performing Teshuvah? Very famous Gemaran. Rabbi Uda answers, Be'oto Perek, Be'oto Makom. If he happens to find himself once again in the same circumstances as when he transgressed a sin in the past, and this time he doesn't commit the Avera, now you know he's about Teshuvah. Because he withstood the test, and that's a sign that he's a true Baal Teshuvah. So now we understand why the table atones for him like the Mizbeach of the Ketoret for the sin of Lashon Hara. Since it's the way of people who gossip and people who speak Lashon Hara to do so while eating where at the table, amongst all their friends, therefore it's specifically at that place, at that time, the parallel circumstances to atone for Lashon Hara, to refrain from both speaking and listening to Lashon Hara, at the table when you're eating. Amazing. But what if we go further? What did Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai say in his famous Mishnah that we quote at the beginning? Three people who ate from the same table and didn't speak Divrei Torah is as if they eaten from the offerings of the dead. And earlier we gave the interpretation of the Baal Shem Tov to mean that the deceased have reincarnated into various foods. And their only method of tikkun is by means of other people speaking Divrei Torah. But maybe we can conjecture that these deceased, why did they die? Why, are they, why have they reincarnated into food? It must be because they were guilty of Lashon Hara. They were guilty of speaking slander. It's the habit of those who speak Lashon Hara to do so while dining. And consequently, HaKadosh Baruch Hu reincarnates them into various forms of food so that they will receive their tikkun under the very same circumstances under which they transgress their sin. And their primary, their primary tikkun is how? Through words of Torah study. The Gemara asks, what is the fix for those who speak Lashon Hara? Simple. If he is a, a Torah scholar, he should, he should engage in Torah study. So the dead have reincarnated into various foods. They're unable to affect the remedy themselves. They're Because they're, they're now food. What are they supposed to do? So HaKadosh Baruch Hu's infinite mercy, Rahamim Chesed, he arranges for three people to dine at the same table. Three people who also require tikkun for Lashon Hara. How do I know that those three people require tikkun for Lashon Hara? Gemar Masechet Ba'abatra says that there are three transgressions which every man transgresses to some extent every single day. Hirhur Avera, thoughts of sin, Iyun Tefila, lack of concentration while praying, Velashon Hara, and Lashon Hara. 
So Gemara asks, Lashon Ara Sal Kadatach? You mean everyone says Lashon Ara every single day? Is that, there must be some good people there around. So Gemara answers, you're right. Ela Avak Lashon Ara. Avak Lashon Ara is the dust of Lashon Ara. Something that is not explicitly Lashon Ara, but has some aspects to it. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu arranges all of this so that they will speak Tivrei Torah at the table, which atones for the Lashon Ara just like the Mizbeach of the Ketore did. And in the process, they will also be metaken, rectify the deceased that were guilty in Lashon Ara. Maybe that's why it should be Shimon Bar Yochai said three people who eat, who eat at the same table. You ever ask yourself, why three people? Why three? Why not four? Why not two? Why not eight? What's special about three? Why does HaKadosh Baruch Hu arrange for precisely three people, three individuals to rectify the deceased who committed the sin of Lashon Ara? And the answer is, famously, because Lashon Ara, brought down the Rambam as well. Rabbi Shimon says, Lashon Ara kills three. Ha'omro, the one who sells it, says it. Ha'mekablo, the one who receives it, the listener. And the one who's being spoken about. That's because the object of the Lashonara, the one who's being spoken about, also requires Sikun. He was instrumental in the act of Lashonara, which act which led to his demise. It not only led to his demise, it led to the demise, of course, of the perpetrator, of the one saying it, and the listener who received it. Had he not been culpable, cul- uh, uh, they would have not been speaking Lashonara to begin with. So he must be guilty in some way. So God arranges what? All three individuals, the three that Lashonara kills, to dine at the same table in order to provide tikkun for who? The three dead individuals who are now in food as a result of transgression of Lashonara. Unbelievable. One last piece. Rabbeinu Yoram writes in Sharei Teshuvah that one of the conditions of Teshuvah is Lashiv Rabbi Me'avon Kasher Tasig Yadom to help others perform Teshuvah when possible. And he learns it from a pasuk in Tehilim, where David Amir says, Where he says, I will teach the sinners your ways, and then the sinners will return to you. And for that reason, where God arranges with his tremendous rahamim for these three individuals, guilty of Lashon Ara, to dine together at the same table. Because in that manner, they can repent. They can do Teshuvah and make amends for the place of, of their transgression. How? By speaking Divrei Torah. By speaking Divrei Torah at the table. They are now able to rectify the deceased who were guilty of speaking Lashon Ara, now reincarnating to food. And they will also merit a Tikkun for their own acts of Lashon Ara. So now we understand Rabbi Shimon Bayrochai. That they're doomed they're to remain dead. The people that died as a result of the Lashon Ara that they spoke and now they're reincarnating to food. You had an opportunity to rectify it. You had an opportunity to bring the Reshaim back, to bring the Teshuvah, and you didn't do so. But the three people and he intentionally quotes that pasuk of Yechezkel 
And he said to me, this is the table that is before Hashem. From which the Gemara says that a person's table atones for him like the Mizbeach used to atone. That's the inner Mizbeach, the Mizbeach where the Ketoret was burned, the Mizbeach that was before HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the Hechal, in the Kodesh, that burned the Ketoret of, Shul, of Shulchan, of the Shechelet Levonach El Benan Ataf, the four holy spices, alluding to the fact that a person's table, yes, does indeed resemble the Mizbeach upon which the Ketoret was burned. Seeing as the Ketoret atoned for Lashonara, so too a person's table also atones for Lashon Hara. And how do we do that? We do that with words of Torah. I, I end with the following beautiful uh, allusions, Remazim, that the word Shulchan spells also the word Lenahash, for the snake. And we know the snake represents the source of all Lashon Hara, being of the evil speech that he spoke, convincing Chava to eat from the tree. Whenever we speak about Nahash, it always has to do with the Lashon Hara. The Shulchan is the same letters as Le Nahash, but the Lamed, the Lamed precedes the Nahash. The Lamed stands for Limud. Lamed is Lelamed, Lomed, to learn. Limud of Torah. When a person has a Divre Torah, when a person speaks Torah on his table, he is able to overcome the Nahash. He changes the, the Nahash to the Shulchan. Where then the, the Lamed, the Limud, is now embedded inside the word because it, it represents the nucleus of what your table should be, what our meals need to be about, what it should be centered around. In fact, what is the Shulchan made of? The Shulchan is made out of the word of, of Atse Shitim, Shitim word. Shitim is 359. And Nahash is 358. Again, the Shulchan has one more, one number more over the Nahash. That is what our goal needs to be when we sit on our Shabbat tables, our Yom Tov tables, or even our weekday tables. When you come home from work and you ask your and you're sitting with your children or your grandchildren or just your spouse, how was your day? It's so easy to just start talking about all the bad things that happened and how this co-worker bothered you and how this employee drove you nuts and talking bad about him and, oh, I got a text, made a phone call. Lashonara, for what purpose? It's time to speak words of wisdom. It's time to find the Lamed. It's time to find the Limud of the Shulchan because the Shulchan, you have the opportunity to bring atonement for all the, the, the Lashonara. Unfortunately, that. That, that surrounds us throughout the day, the Avak Lashon Hara that is spreading minute after minute, unfortunately. It's an opportunity, a great opportunity for us to atone for that through the sitting around the Shulchan. How? And they said Divre Torah. And then our table becomes a very holy table. Our table becomes one like the Mizbeach, where we offer the holy Ketoret. And more than that, it's even the table of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shulchanosh and Makom. Bezat Hashem, through tonight's class, we will have the Zechut, we will have the Koach, to fight the urge to speak evil speech and slander on our tables. Our tables should only consist of Divrei Kedushah, words of holiness, words of Torah, and through that, will, we will be Zochet, to like Yechezkel said, the third Bet Hamikdash with a new Mizbeach, 
and a new Shulchan, bigger and better than ever. Amen. Wishing everybody a wonderful night. Be well. The Finding Holiness podcast has been brought to you by Eli's Fine Food, serving the Toronto Jewish community for over 25 years. Check out more on their website at elisfinefoods.com.